Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts, starts, starts right now. Wow, you know, I, we really need to come up with some kind of theme for Monday because it'll make it a lot easier to uh, to piece together a show. I was talking to talking to the other Josh, and I'm like, what do what do we what do we usually do on Mondays? He's like, well, usually usually Donald Trump does or says something, and we talk about that. You know, and in fact, there's another Trump doing saying stuff today uh, that I want to discuss, and that's Ivanka Trump who I firmly believe, uh, you know, has great accomplishments ahead of her. And we'll get into a little bit of that. Um, we'll get into a little bit of that before too long. Plus, this is really exciting. Uh, we, we, we have, uh, we have uh, some new information about this Michael Jackson special on HBO, which a lot of people are very, they're upset with HBO. They're upset with Michael Jackson. Apparently there's a place, there's a place in Great Britain now, which uh, like a couple of radio stations, they're refusing to play Michael Jackson music. They've taken it all off of their airwaves because of this new, um, this new, what is it, Inside Neverland or Leaving Neverland or Never Neverland or, well, yeah, Leaving Neverland. This newest documentary, the newest, and not even the first. It's just the latest documentary that delves into the backstory of Michael Jackson and his life and his times and all of the allegations against him. And this one apparently has more. Uh, well, they're not young boys anymore, but they're they're grown adults. But they were young boys at the time, and they say that they were they were horribly treated, sexually abused by Michael Jackson. Some of them even claiming rape, and it's 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 uh, opening up old wounds. I mean, I mean, again, I don't. I'm shocked that this is news to anybody, that this is new information, because I thought that we'd already seen these kinds of... Haven't we already seen this story before? Haven't we already seen... Haven't we been through all of this? I, like, years ago, uh, when Michael Jackson was on trial, I had Macaulay Culkin. Do you guys remember Macaulay Culkin? He was in, he was in uh, Home Alone. He played Kevin. You know, Kevin! And that was... He, he was huge in the Home Alone movies. He did a couple other things after that, but then he kind of fell by the wayside. One of the big rumors, or one of the big things he was known for was being very tight with Michael Jackson and spending the night with Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson was in his, like, 30s and 40s, he was hanging out with Macaulay Culkin, who was much, much, it was, like, basically a boy. And Macaulay Culkin's parents had no problem with it, apparently. It was very, anyway, it was this really interesting thing going on. And so when uh, when Michael Jackson finally was going through one of his trials, uh, one of his uh, civil cases, Macaulay Culkin had had a new movie out and he was doing a press tour and he and he came to the radio station where I worked. And and, and the press agents were very adamant. They were like, look, you can talk to talk to him about the movie. You can talk to him about what he's been up to. Um, please don't ask him anything about Michael Jackson. And I said to my I said to them, sure, no problem. And I thought to myself, there's no way in hell I'm not asking him about Michael Jackson. That's literally the only question anybody wants to know uh, from Macaulay Culkin is. About Michael Jackson. So he came in and he sat down and we talked about his movie. We talked about what he'd been up to and all that kind of stuff. And then right when I knew the interview was wrapping up anyway, we were at like our 10-minute allotment. I said, hey, by the way, do you know what? There's this uh, big trial going on right now with Michael Jackson, who's I know you were close with at one time. Is you know, is there anything you can you can tell us about that or add? And he launched into what I have to believe was a very well-written and well-rehearsed kind of generic answer. 
And he said, well, you know, because of the court case, I don't want to say anything. And, you know, yada, yada and blah, blah, blah. But Michael was a fine performer and very, very milk toast and vanilla and nothing at all informative. Um, and he went through it and he was very calm, cool and collected. I said, OK, all right, thanks. And as soon as I said, you know, well, thanks for coming in. He goes, no problem. And thanks for asking me that question, you big jerk. And he walked out of the studio and I was like, oh, my God, that was the best way to that was the best way to wrap up the interview. Uh, but and apparently and then they were really mad at me and they were like, we're never bringing by anybody ever again. But it was some low rent movie theater movie uh, movie uh, company. So who cares? Anyway, that was and that was in 19. That was in 2001, 2002. So we're like it's like 20 years down the road. And people still seem to be really upset or really surprised when some of these things come out about uh, about Michael Jackson. But, I'm, you know, I'm just, to me, it's just it just seems to be uh, more of the same. And it seems like the more distance you put but you know, behind it, the more people will come out of the woodwork and say, hey, you know, here's something that happened. But the guy's dead. That's the other thing, too. The guy's dead now. You know what? I mean, I guess people are going maybe they're going after the estate. Maybe they're looking for more money. Maybe they're looking for notoriety. Who knows? But there's nothing you can actually get from Michael Jackson anymore because he's been gone uh, for a while. So anyway, uh, that's uh, what else. What, what else happened this weekend? Oh, so there's this big rumor. It's not even a rumor now, but it looks like if you're still a Jaguar fan, which I know we have some left listening, it appears now that Nick Foles is a done deal. We just have to wait for the timeline to kind of unfold or unfolds as it will. We'll see how you now see what I did there because yeah. Anyway, so uh, apparently what happens is the Eagles, who Nick Foles is under contract with, did not pick up uh, or did not tag him as a franchise player. So he's free. Uh, he's a free agent. And as soon as soon as free agency begins, which I believe is like the 11th or the 13th or something, the Jaguars will swoop in and they will sign him to a deal. And then they'll release Blake Bortles and Nick Foles will be our new quarterback, which should help, which should help ticket sales. I didn't uh, you know, I've been a season ticket holder for a long time. And I hadn't received any information about renewing my tickets. And I thought to myself, I know what's going to happen. They're going to wait. They're going to sign Nick Foles, and they're going to get everybody all excited, and then they're going to jack up the ticket prices. And then what they're going to do is they're going to send out a thing saying, please sign up for your tickets now. We've got this brand-new quarterback, and, oh, by the way, we had to pay him $20 million, so we're raising the price of season tickets, yada, yada. And I fully expected all that to happen, but I got last week in the mail – a card saying it's now time to renew your tickets. And I thought to myself, wow, that's weird. They didn't even wait for the big announcement. They didn't wait to say, hey, we're bringing in a, a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. We're bringing in a guy who actually has a ring. We're bringing in one of the most one of the most sought after quarterbacks in the country. We're bringing him here to Jacksonville. And so we want you to buy season tickets. Oh, by the way, they're going to be more expensive. They didn't do that. I mean, they raised the ticket price, <laughs> but they didn't wait. They just said, screw it. If you want the tickets, this is what they're going to cost. But it's definitely, I think, going to be – I think it's going to be something that will renew interest in Jacksonville. And if you don't have season tickets, you uh, you may find some people that are really jumping and chomping at the bit. And it's going to put us in the spotlight. I mean, for, for a good reason. Not like when we were in the spotlight because Shad Khan knelt on the field in London with all the players. Not that kind of spotlight, like the good spotlight where people are going to say the team's finally headed in the right direction and they've cut ties with the past and this should be an exciting year to watch. And we may even get some we may even get some decent games like Monday night or Thursday night or even a Sunday night game. Uh, you know, we were supposed to have one last year, but we were so bad <laughs> they demoted us back to one o'clock which was that's like that's really sad when you get demoted to the one o'clock game because you know on a national scale nobody 
nobody wants to watch you. So anyway, that's something else that happened uh, over the weekend. And that officially will will go down here in a couple of weeks. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Ivanka Trump. Because Donald, Donald Trump gave a speech this week. We have uh, it was at CPAC, which, again, I was not invited to for like the 19th year in a row. Uh, but if we, he gave a speech at CPAC and it was long. And I figure this is probably why they didn't invite me, because they needed more time for Donald Trump. It was over two hours. It was the longest. It was the longest speech he's given in his entire career. Longest speech he's ever given in his entire career was at CPAC this year. It was over two hours long. And uh, when he was done, he didn't collapse or anything like that. Uh, but a lot of people were praising his speech, saying he covered all the bases. He made some great points. He got the crowd all riled up. And I even read one article that said Donald Trump has just won the 2020 uh, reelection campaign. This is this speech is what put Donald Trump over the top. And we'll bring you some excerpts. But there was another Trump that was out speaking, and that's Ivanka Trump. And Ivanka Trump, to me, has become... And I'm sure she was always very poised and put together and intelligent. But now that she's out in the spotlight and now that she's doing more with her own foundations and her own pet projects and her own this and her own that, I feel like Ivanka Trump is poised, poised to become a huge figure in national and international politics and may even be, may even be the first female president of the United States. I'm going to share with you some of the experts from her speech, and I'll tell you why I think, you know, people always say, eventually we're going to have a female president. There will be a woman uh, president. We've got so many of them running. Like, it used to be just having a woman run. I remember when Geraldine Ferraro was tapped by Walter Mondale as the vice presidential running mate. That was huge. Geraldine Ferraro became like an overnight sensation, and now, of course, uh, then, of course, she just kind of fell into um, into obscurity. But th that was like a huge deal just to have her on the ticket. Sarah Palin, again, another one, just to have Sarah Palin on the ticket was just as amazing. It didn't work for John McCain, but, you know, just it was just this amazing opportunity that that uh, the, the Republicans were giving to this woman. And now you've got, I mean, Elizabeth Warren. You had Jill Stein last time around Hillary Clinton. You've got Kamala Harris. You've got God, there was so many. I'm mean, way too many. Amy Klobuchar is running. And so it, it seems like it's inevitable that just by. Just by the sheer number of women who are throwing their their hats or their or their headbands into the ring, whatever it is, you're going to have a female president. I truly believe the first female. Well, you know what? We got to take a break. I'll tell you what. There's two things I feel about the first uh, female president that will happen that I, I don't think anyone else would agree with me. But there, uh, trust me. I'm right. There's two things about our first female president. I'll share them with you here in just a minute. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 104.5 is the number, 855-765-1045. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Great privilege. Think that people want to work for what they're given, Trump said, as if being Donald Trump's daughter isn't the hardest job in the world. What is Oh, what is that? Why? Sorry. <laughs> I, had something, I had something bleeding through. What's up? This is the Mark K Show. My name is, my name is Mark K. I hate when they do that. I hate when they take like a news report and they get the driest person in the world to read it. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And they make a YouTube. Anyway, what's up? Uh, happy Monday. So Ivanka Trump over the weekend, as you just heard our friend talking about, was very busy. She was um, she was a, the, the featured guest speaker at the Gridiron Club. Donald Trump was at CPAC. Uh, and he gave and he gave like I mean, he gave like three speeches in one. It was over two hours, that speech. So he was at CPAC and he couldn't make it out to the Gridiron Club. So he called Ivanka. He goes, Ivanka, go to the Gridiron Club dinner and speak. So she gets, she does, and she goes there, and she kills it, man. She was hilarious. 
Um, she walked in, she got up to the podium, and the first thing she said was, so uh, she said, I didn't have time to write any jokes because my father asked me to appear on his behalf today. I didn't have any time to prepare. So she said, I figured the funniest thing I could do is read you excerpts from the Green New Deal. Oh, wait, hold on. That's not the right one. Uh, <laughs> then she says, uh, the press seems to think that it's ironic that I, born of great privilege, think that people want to work for what they are being given. As if being Donald Trump's daughter isn't the hardest job in the world. And she went on and on. And so it was great. She said uh, she said the opportunity to poke fun at the media is not something that my father passes on. Uh, that said, in some ways, you could say that to my father, every day is a gridiron dinner. I guess that would need a little bit of work. But again, I feel like she has uh, the chops to get up in front of anybody and speak about anything. And she's doing a great job as first. What is she? Daughter? I mean, Jared Kushner's in the White House. She's getting a lot of political experience. She's getting a lot of uh, international acclaim. And I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. The first female president could very well be Ivanka Trump. I know a lot of people think it's going to be a Democrat. I don't. I believe wholeheartedly that the first female president of the United States will not be a Democrat. I don't think Democrats are ready to vote for a female president. Uh, as evidenced by Hillary Clinton's loss, I believe that if you if you look firmly at Democrats and moderate Democrats and anyone, even some even some of those hardcore, because I think the, the Hillary Clinton um, lost most from the hardcore far left. I don't think there I don't think there's any women out there kooky enough. Maybe Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, but she's only twenty something. Uh, I don't think there's any women kooky enough to win enough votes to be president. On the Democratic side, but on the conservative side, if you get a good quality individual with a good head on her shoulders, who has experience, who has a family, another legacy, if you will, you know, baby, build up a dynasty, someone who can speak, who has great ideas, can appeal to not just Republicans, but Democrats alike. That's Ivanka Trump in a nutshell. 855-765-1045. Mike, uh, Mike, hey, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark Show. What do you want to say, Mike? Hey, uh, I got egg on my face. Because I uh, mentioned to your fellow that answers the phone about uh, being a natural-born citizen in order to be president, and I was confusing Ivanka with Melania. Yeah, well, that's but, it, that that's common because they're both the same yeah. age. <laughs> Just kidding. That being that being said, speaking of female presidents, I would like to nominate Condoleezza Rice. You'd like I to just don't believe there's a classier person out there uh, in the political scene that has what she has and the background and smarts. Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice is great too. I mean, she's look if you if you want to talk about somebody qualified for the job, then she's definitely got the qualifications. I mean, she's been around Washington D.C. forever. Uh, I just I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think when it comes to electability, and I think when it comes to campaignability, and what it takes. I mean, look what it, what it takes nowadays to win in in politics or really anything is who can who's the better showman, who can put on or show person. I guess you would say who's the better show person, who can put on, who's the P.T. Barnum of politics, who can get out there and make the most people laugh, who can get in the press the most, who can wow the most people, who can fill the stadiums. You know, it's not just about uh, getting on TV and debating anymore or coming up with the best campaign slogan or doing the, the, the Sunday shows. Now it's about who's the rock star on stage. And Ivanka Trump, I feel like she's going to be the rock star on stage when it comes to women in politics. 
By the way, I just Googled it. Melania Trump is 47, is 48, rather, and Ivanka is 37. There's 11 years separated. Isn't that crazy? Star Star 1045 or 855 1045. Who do you think? Who do you think is the most probable, likely candidate to become the first female president of the United States of America? May not be in 2020, but maybe in the future. Who is it? Who's the best, most likely candidate? 855-765-1045. We got your phone calls. We got your open mic messages. Coming up, the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKD. Yeah, I'm Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope you had a great weekend. So uh, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly convinced that Ivanka Trump now, after her performance at the Gridiron Dinner and after all the uh, all the uh, notoriety she's getting herself these first two years and in the um, in the uh, White House. And also, look, she's got two years of hardcore campaigning and campaigning. The, the campaign, of course, has officially begun. You've got just like John Hickenlooper from Colorado. He just entered the race. I'm John Hickenlooper. I'm running for president because we're facing a crisis that threatens everything we stand for. Everything he stands for. Uh, but he doesn't mention what he stands for. He just says that the uh, the crisis is threatening. And so you've got more and more people entering the race. This can't this this thing is going hardcore, man. It is going full throttle. And Ivanka Trump is going to be a huge part of it. She's going to be campaigning with her father on behalf of her father. She was at the gridiron dinner making jokes about the Green New Deal. She's having Twitter battles with AOC. She is in it to win it. And she's going to make an even bigger, more powerful uh, presence than she did the first time around, because now she is part of I mean, she's part of this whole thing. She's part of the Trump White House. She's Jared Kushner is a huge part of the Trump White House. She's in there making policy. She's in there disagreeing with her father. She's disagreeing with Democrats. She's a political powerhouse. And I believe two things. Number one, that the first female president of the United States of America will be will be a. will be a conservative woman and i believe also that it will be a trump and that lead that's either tiffany or ivanka and probably ivanka is is leading the uh the charge melania as we pointed out cannot be president she was not born here uh in the united states of america 855-765-1045 is the number 855-765-1045 is the number uh who do you think is going to be the first female president of the united states who do you think is going to be the first female president to win election um of the united states of america 855-765-1045 is the number we had somebody call up and say that it is uh nikki haley Mike, uh, who could be the first female because she's doing, you know, whatever she's doing. She's out there campaigning and she's out there doing amazing things. And she's been a huge part of Donald Trump's cabinet and she stepped away for family time. People really like Nikki Haley. We had somebody else call up and say Condoleezza Rice. Uh Oh, what happened? The alarm just went off. Is it the fire alarm or is somebody trying to burgle us? Is something is it a test or do we know? I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Pardon the uh, interruption. If we have to run out of the studio in just a minute, if you're watching on Facebook or whatever, and you see me just dart out of the studio, it's because the flames are probably pouring in from somewhere. But probably, yeah, I'm guessing because we're in part of a, a construction zone that it's just a uh, somebody flipped a circuit or accidentally bumped into something. That happens. That happens a lot around here. It, it's nice that we're in a soundproof room, by the way. or pound pound 1045 um, is the number who is the first female most likely to become president of the United States Uh, speaking of the election and speaking of how it, it takes a certain personality to win these days Bernie Sanders 
Bernie Sanders was out doing a Donald Trump impression. He was out and he was trying to campaign and he had 12,000 people at a rally in New York and he was doing his best. He was doing his darndest to make sure that he was going to uh, get the kind of support and the kind of press and the kind of exposure that Donald Trump gets whenever he has a rally. And in addition to that, he did what Donald Trump does at his rallies. He went in and he basically trashed Donald Trump. Now it is true. I did not have a father who gave me millions of dollars to build luxury skyscrapers, casinos, and country clubs. I did not come from a family that gave me a $200,000 allowance every year beginning at the age of three. Yeah, and I, th I think he's jealous. I feel like he's jealous about all of those things. Of course, he has millions of dollars now. And he has multiple homes and he's got tons of cash. You know, he's getting an allowance from Hillary Clinton so that, you know, he could duck out of the race and support her uh, last time around. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is uh, James, James in Kingsland. Hey, James, how are you? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good. What do you think? Well, I think out of all of them that Ivanka Trump would be the only female worth voting for out of everybody in the mix right now she's got the brains and she she basically is is doing presidential work now working for donald yeah. i just don't that and her policies would be better than anything the democrats are throwing out and i think she's and i think she's got the media savvy and i think she's got the uh you know she's she's got the celebrity status and i think she's got the wherewithal and the poise and everything else to do it now look here's it let's do the math so she's 37 right now in 2020 she'll be 39 let's say donald trump gets reelected. four more years added to that she'll be 43 by the time she could run uh on her own accord and that's you know i, I think that would make her probably the youngest president ever to run but i think that's something that, that's doable and even not if she has to wait eight more years she'd only be in her early 50s and that, you know, yeah, I, I mean, she's got plenty of time to build a, a, a political career if she feels that's what she wants to do. She may not want to. You know, I mean, we'll we'll have to see what happens in the next two years. She may look at what's going on with her with her dad and be like, screw that. I don't want to go. I don't want to go through all this stuff. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Jay in St. Augustine. How are you, Jay? Oh, uh, doing well. How are you? Good. Who do you think would be the first female president in the United States of America? Who's got the best shot? Well, I can tell you who won't be, and that's Hillary Clinton because <laughs> she is not worthy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And I, I mean, I'm, I think it, we're all pretty. We have, we all have strong feelings that she's not going to run again. However, you never know with those Clintons. You well, never, you know, I mean, for as many times as she has ran, and nobody's ever voted for her that I know of, she should get the picture. Yeah, I know a lot of people who did vote for her, but they did so begrudgingly. And in fact, right here's the thing: I know a lot of people who loved Bernie Sanders, and then she forced him, forced him out of the race, basically stole it from him. He went around and he did what you're supposed to do, and he campaigned hard, and he went to Iowa, and he went to New Hampshire, and he went to South Carolina, and he did the Bernie thing, and he he knocked on doors, and he said, hello, my name is Bernie, don't be scared, I know I sound really crazy, and I look weird, but I'm not, I'm not a homeless man, I'm running for president, and I want your vote, and he had this huge, he's like, give me a dollar. Everybody, all I need is one dollar from a billion people, and I'll have a billion dollars. And he got, you know, a lot. He got a, he got several million dollars, one dollar at a time. And Bernie Sanders has his, has had his thing going, and he had momentum, and he had people feeling the burn. And then all of a sudden, he was losing. 
He was losing these superdelegates because they were already promised to Hillary Clinton. They were already promised to, uh, to, to Hillary Clinton for president. So she didn't even need to show up half the time. She didn't need any help because it was already in the bag for her. And even with that, she, was, she wasn't able to win the presidency. And Bernie Sanders, so a lot of people, they were burned by Hillary Clinton, but they didn't want Donald Trump. They were, they were Bernie Sanders supporters. And you know what they did on Election Day? They either stayed home or they went and voted for Hillary Clinton begrudgingly. And I think that hurt her a lot. I think, that, I think what she did to Bernie Sanders uh, in the end did not bode well for her in the final election. Now, you look at the Republicans. Well, they don't have those weird rules. They don't have those stipulations. If you get the nomination, it's because you got the nomination. If you get the most delegates, it's because you got the most delegates. It's because you went out there and you met the people and you had the rallies and you had the good ideas and you had the agenda items. And you would call the news and you would show up and do interviews and you would talk to people and say, hey, uh, what do you guys want? What do you guys need? You need a wall? Great. Let's do that. Let's give you a wall so that you're safer and there's fewer drugs and there's no gang members coming across like MS-13. Let's do that. What else do you guys want? Lower taxes? Duh. Of course. Let's bring jobs back, too. Should we do that? All right, cool. And then you make that your platform and you run for president. That's how you win as a Republican. With a Democrat, you just, you know, pay people off and you and you game the system and you call in all your favors. And if you've been around Washington, D.C. long enough and you've allowed enough superdelegates to spend the night in the uh, in the Lincoln bedroom, then it, you don't even have to run. So it's really it's really kind of it, that's another reason that I feel a conservative is going to have a better shot at becoming the first female president of the United States. Because, number one, they're not going to have they're not going to have to game the system. They're not going to have any bad blood or negativity from any of their cohorts. And the other thing is, I quite frankly, I feel like a lot of the women on the left are just too angry to be to have mass appeal. They're strong. They're opinionated. That's great. But they come across as really angry and brash, calling them, you know, saying that they're going to impeach the, 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 the mother father when they get elected to Congress. Is that the kind of person that a lot of uh, moderates and and uh, and conservatives are going to rush to the left to vote for? 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. It's a Mark K. Show. A couple more of your phone calls. we got some more open mic messages coming up, too. Stay tuned to News 104.5 WOKV. In Congress, right now, we have people in Congress that hate our country. that and we can name every one of them if they want well it's easy they're all running for president <laughs> well, this is the mark k show thanks so much for joining what a man trump's everywhere all this this weekend he had ivanka trump at the gridiron dinner poking uh, fun at uh, alexandria ocasio cortez and the green new deal which donald trump did as well at cpac under the green new deal which somebody described as a high school term paper written by a poor student Sure. Yeah. Uh, star Star 1045. It, it looks like, you know, I think Ivanka Trump has a, a bright future in politics. And I think if there's ever going to be a female president, uh, she'll, she'll probably be the first one. Ricky in South Carolina. Hey, Ricky, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good talk to you. Uh, but my point was that I think it's been pointed out uh, several times that Ivanka is not a Republican. Definitely not a conservative, 
Russia's even talked about her and her husband are, are really Democrats. Well, they're That's definitely they vote. Yeah, they're definitely not conservative. I don't. Here's the thing, though. I think that it, you can't be you can't be not a Republican. I mean, they're not Democrats right now. They're voting Republican. They're voting for their. You know, they're voting for their father. Well, they're yeah, they're, they're supporting, uh, you know, she's supporting her dad. But sure. uh, but up till that point, she never, I don't, uh, I don't think they ever uh, voted Republican tickets. Well, here's the thing. And you're probably right about that. But here's the thing. Uh, when you look at where you, when you, when you run for office, it's very different than when you don't run for office. I mean, a lot of people accuse Donald Trump of the same thing, ponying up to the Clintons and, you know, making, uh, making a play for the Clintons and making donations. And when you're a private citizen, you have to do what, you know, whatever behooves you, if it's best for your family or your business. I mean, if you're, if you live, if you're born and raised in New York and you're trying to, uh, to do a business there, yeah, you're one thing or another. But when you start running for president, especially in this day and age, you draw a line in the sand and you can't cross it. And there's no way, if she wanted to run for any position, she could run on the left. There's no way. Being Donald Trump's daughter, she said, rightly so, is the hardest job in the world. And when it comes down to it, she's going to, yeah, she's going to have to pick a side. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. She may not be a Republican now, but if she ever runs for office, that's the only party that's going to have her. And she's going to have to say, look, here's what I believe. Here, here's my agenda. And it's going to lean farther to the right than any uh, than to the left. Is she a conservative? No. Is Donald Trump a conservative? Some people would argue that he's not. Bonnie from St. Mary's County. How are you, Bonnie? What do you want to say? Good Monday morning, Mark. Um, Liz, Liz Cheney checks all the boxes. Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney. Her, her parents, her father's been in, in, in the government for years. Um, she knows the system. She's smart. She's level-headed. Um, she knows how to negotiate. Like I said, their family's been in politics for years. Yeah, she's also... So she, if not Ivanka, I think she'd be a, a great pick. She's also like 80 years old, though, isn't she? I mean, by the time she would ever run, she'd be like, I feel... I don't know how old she is, but I know that he's... I mean, Dick Cheney's almost 80. So I just feel like there might be an age barrier there to entry. But, I mean, look, again, uh, not that we couldn't have an 80-year-old president. We're about to have one. <laughs> and we had one before. Uh, but to start your career or to start running at that age, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like it's going to be somebody uh, maybe a little more youthful. Somebody said Sarah Palin. I don't know about that either. Could Does Sarah Palin have what it takes? Could she become a president? Could she enter politics ever again? I mean, I think she tried to get a cabinet position, and she was unsuccessful with that, too. 855-765-1045 is the number. Look, eventually, I mean, it may not be in the next four years because, you know, hopefully we won't have a change in leadership in the next four years. It may not be in the next 12 years. There may be somebody else who swoops in, you know, maybe a, a, a strong male Democrat or a strong male Republican candidate or, you know, God, even maybe a Green Party. Who knows? But down the road, eventually, it's inevitable. The more women you have more women in Congress now than ever before. You have more women working in the White House than ever before. You have more women who are who are holding uh, positions in the cabinet. You have more female Supreme Court justices. I mean, it's, the women are, are taking over Washington, you know, in, in in greater numbers and they will be equal to dudes eventually. And what's going to happen is there will be a female vice president. There will be a female president. Who's it going to be? Which side is going to win that battle? Which side is going to get there first? The Democrats have tried twice. Geraldine Ferraro failed. Hillary Clinton failed. The Republicans have tried once. Uh, Sarah Palin failed. But I believe that was more of a John McCain issue than a Sarah Palin issue, although she didn't do much to help that campaign at all. 
she didn't. Def- she definitely didn't play the press the way she was supposed to. And they and they raked her over the coals. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It's going to happen, folks. My question is, who do you think is the most likely person to break that female presidential barrier? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Is it going to be one of the women running right now? Got to help not. 855-765-1045 or star star 1045. It's the Mark K. Show. More of your calls coming up. By the way, did you hear Donald Trump speaking at CPAC last weekend? And what we week? did in 2016, the election, we call it, with a capital E. It's never been done before, and we're going to do it, I think, again in 2020. And the numbers are going to be even bigger. Numbers are going to be even bigger, even bigger. We're going to win more electoral votes, more states, more numbers. Uh, that kind of, that Donald Trump, very, uh, very, very proud and very uh, confident going into the next two years of the election. And his approval rating is up again, which Democrats hate, um, especially all of the ones that are running for president. By the way, uh, Hickenlooper is running for president. I don't know if you know that or care. I'm John Hickenlooper. I'm running for president because we're facing a crisis that threatens everything we stand for. Yeah. Everything we stand for is totally threatened, unless, of course, you're a Republican, <laughs> in which case you're totally cool. Uh, we did. We were talking a little bit about. Uh, oh, by the way, Jim, who watches on Facebook, said, hey, I know that this is a nationally syndicated show, but could you talk about the Jacksonville mayoral election? And, Jim, I, I'm glad that you think this is a nationally syndicated show, but much to our chagrin, it is not. Um, we, we And we can talk about the Jacksonville mayoral election, but it's not going to take. I mean, you want 15 minutes. It's going to take 15 seconds because Lenny Curry is going to win in a landslide. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, he didn't even show up for the WOKV roundtable on Action News Jacks because he knows he's going to win. And he doesn't, you know, doesn't really doesn't really need to waste his time. But if you if you want to talk about it, if you by all means call, you know, on Wednesday, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So we can call in. We'll dedicate a little bit of time to the to the slam dunk reelection campaign of Lenny Curry. And we can talk about it for as long as that takes. Also, last time in the last election with all the amendments, I did something that I'd never done before. I took my sample ballot and I filled it out and I made comments, too. And I put it on Facebook. And, man, that thing went viral. That thing went, well, locally viral. People started people started sharing it and copying it. And they were just trolling it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. And uh, and it was a lot of fun. So I may actually do that again. And it was some of the comments I made about the amendments. Like I said something disparaging about uh, greyhounds or so. I don't know what it was. Um, and But anyway, people were not happy with me posting my ballot. So I should definitely do that again this time around because uh, because, you know, it, it was it's fun for me to watch eight five five seven six five one oh four five. All right. So the question today is eventually there's going to be a female president. I bet Joey, who watches on Facebook, commented that he thinks there'll be a female vice president before there's a female president to kind of warm people up for the idea. I don't know. That, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that we could just we could just one day wake up and have a strong female candidate running for office, a viable contender. I don't think it's going to be anyone in the election right now. I don't I think there's very few people who could beat back Bernie Sanders and or Joe Biden should he ever get his act together and decide to run. I think Cory Booker took a big step forward with his pot campaign that he announced last week to, to nationalize or to legalize pot nationwide. I think there's a lot of folks who have a built in, uh, you know, um, grassroots campaign already. They've been there before. They've got bigger names. They're they're more of a they've got more of that rock star image uh, than any of the women on the left. Kamala uh, Harris. She's not nearly as well known as Bernie Sanders. Amy Klobuchar, not nearly as well known as Bernie Sanders. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, 
pretty well known, but nobody trusts, believes, likes, or will ever vote for her. So you've got some you've got some big name women over there, but I just don't think this is their time. Down the road, there may be a Democrat who rises through the ranks. I believe there'll be a conservative or a Republican who will rise through the ranks even faster. And I believe one of them could be Ivanka Trump, although we had a guy call it and say, she's no Republican. She's a Democrat. OK, true. Maybe. But if she ever decides to run for office, she's going to have to pick a side. And there ain't no way any Democrat would ever vote for anyone with the name Trump. 855-765-1045. Sabrina in Jacksonville. How are you, Sabrina? Hey, Mark. Love your show. Oh, thanks, Sabrina. I appreciate it. What do you want to say? I just wanted to remind people that Clarence, that people change their party affiliation all the time. And I'll give you an example. Clarence Thomas, the justice, Supreme Court, he wrote a book called My Grandfather's Son. And he wrote about the trial he went through when he was trying to get appointed, where Anita Hill, his clerk, <clears throat> testified against him for sexual harassment. Uh-huh. And Clarence's mother, who was very poor and voted Democrat her whole life, was so angry at how they attacked him. I mean, they basically lynched him in the public square. She she told her son, I will never vote for another, another Democrat in my life. So I just want to let you know, Ivanka, she may have been a Democrat before her father ran, but I guarantee you she's a Republican today. Yeah. And uh, she will run as a Republican. Well, and she would win as a Republican, too, I feel. I mean, I think that when, if, she, if she picks up her father's mantle, if she shares a lot of his agenda items, I think she would do uh, very well, and I think she could. And let's be honest, you need to have more than just a strong agenda item uh, or a list of uh, items on your agenda. You need to have more than just a strong platform because there's a lot of great candidates out there. I'm sorry. There's a lot of candidates out there with great platforms that have no idea how to win an election. They have no idea how to run a social media campaign or a media campaign. They have no idea how to step on a stage and hold an audience's attention for, what, two-plus hours? They have no idea how to play sides against each other. They have no idea how to negotiate. They have no idea how to convince people that they're the better candidate. They have no, no idea. They have no personality. And I feel like she's not only got some of that already, but she's learning from one of the best who ever lived. And if she pays attention for the next six years, I mean, she could have a slam dunk political career. And if and when we do have a female president, she could be it. Tony from Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Love your show. Oh, thanks, Tony. I, uh, me too, man. We got that in common. Uh, what do you want to say, Tony? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, you know who I would vote for is, is uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah, a lot the, of people like her, huh? UN ambassador. Yeah, she she seems strong and you know right to the point and put up with all those people in the UN. Yeah. So you think well, that's and then, what? Uh, well, then I would be maybe Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, people they, like her, too. I would I would vote for her, too. You would vote for Condoleezza Rice and Nikki Haley. All right. You know what's interesting? I don't, is I don't know if either one of those are running, but... No, they're not running right now. I mean, well, they, they would both run as probably Republicans, and you've got Donald Trump that has that ticket wrapped up for 2020. But in the future, I mean, look, eight years down the road, Ivanka Trump is going to be in her 40s. Eight years down the road, Nikki Haley, let's see, I don't even know how old Nikki Haley is. Eight years down the road, uh, Nikki Haley is going to be, how old is she now? She is, let's see, she was born in, Nikki Haley was born, she's 47. She's going to be in her 50s. You know, I don't know how old Condoleezza Rice is, but even if she's in her early 60s in eight years, that's, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. 
John from Jacksonville, how are you? I'm doing good. Oh, good, John. What do you want to say? What do you think about this whole thing? Who's the, who's the most likely candidate to be the first female president of the United States? Well, if she throws her hat in the ring, I think the only uh, female that could beat Donald Trump would be Oprah. Come on. You don't really believe that. She hasn't said no. <laughs> I mean, you're right. She has. I don't know. I just I just I think that Oprah Winfrey, I mean, she can get up there and say, hey, vote for Barack Obama and Obama's going to win. And she can cry at the inauguration and all that kind of stuff. She could maybe help somebody else get elected president. She could maybe throw a lot of votes Bernie Sanders way if she wanted to do that or Cory Booker's way if she wanted to do that. If she had a pet project, she could definitely use her 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 oomph and her notoriety and her media savvy and her and, you know, and her 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 network of of fans basically she can do all of that to help somebody else but i don't i just don't see anybody seriously walking into a voting booth and voting for oprah winfrey i could be wrong i could be wrong my wife might actually vote for oprah winfrey now that i think about it but i i, I really feel in her heart of hearts and a lot of other people that if you know, oh they may love oprah they may be all wrapped up in the celebrity of it but when they walk into that voting voting booth would they really would they really put a little circle next to the big O? Would she even have her last name? That's the thing. Would it say Oprah Winfrey or would it just say Oprah on the ballot? I don't know. I don't know. The last president whose name started with an O didn't work out too well. So I would just say we should probably avoid that at all costs. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls. More of your open mic messages coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Ivanka Trump, Protestant media, Democrats. What is what that always happens? Sorry, what's up? This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, yeah, Ivanka, we're talking about Ivanka Trump because I firmly believe that she would be the first uh, female president of the United States. A great choice, too. Somebody called up and I thought they said Lynn Cheney. And I argued that Lynn Cheney was way too old because she's 77 now. She'd be in her 80s if she ever ran. But a couple people called up and they said that she they thought they said Liz Cheney, who's much younger, Dick Cheney's daughter. I heard Lynn. It could be Liz. If it's Liz, yeah. That, I mean, she's 50-something. Uh, and I think she works for, what, the, the RNC or something like that. But uh, maybe, maybe, potentially Liz Cheney. Uh, that could be that could be a, a potential female candidate for president as well. And, uh, you know, and I, and I could see more Cheneys in politics. 855-765-1045. Who do you think would be the most likely female uh, to be the first to uh, to hold the um, you know the uh, position of president of the United States. Mark, you just hit the nail on the head. Ivanka Trump will be the first female president. Somebody else on I uh, somebody mentioned Oprah and I, the Facebook comments went ballistic. Somebody was like, "She's just going to give away all the nuke codes. You get a nuke, and you get a nuke, and you get a nuke. Everybody gets a nuke." I just hope and pray that it's not Michelle Obama. Oh, that would be the worst. That would be the worst. I've heard the rumors of Michelle Obama. I've heard the rumors of Michelle Obama, too, and I see that she's been making some of the rounds. But look, I have not heard anything concrete about Michelle Obama making a run for the White House, at least this time around. And there could be a couple reasons for that. Number one, they just don't think she's going to win. Number two, it may be too close to the last Obama presidency for them to, you know, there may be some people that still feel cheated. Kanye West, for example. He may make a big hubbub again about how uh, how Donald, you know, how Donald Trump has done more for black people than Barack Obama ever did. It may also be that Bernie Sanders was promised a legitimate shot at the presidency. I mean, look, Bernie Sanders, he knew he wasn't going to be president. And a lot of people knew that he wasn't going to be president. And he could have fought Hillary Clinton on it. He could have really made a big stink about it. But then they 
I believe, gave him a big check, said, look, you can get it in four years. You'll have four years, you know, or you're in eight. I guess it would have been eight years back then. You'll have another go at it. Uh, just, you know, step back, relax, and please promote Hillary Clinton on our, on our behalf. Because, quite frankly, we're going to steal this election from you anyway. So you might as well support us instead of going against us. I feel like he made that deal with the devil. And now the devil's got to repay the favor. And that's why Michelle Obama, I don't think, is going to jump into the race this time around, because Bernie, I believe, was handed this election or was was given this uh, was given this gift by the Obamas and the Clintons and everyone else who he turned around and helped support four years ago. And that's why Bernie Sanders is now out campaigning and he's drawing massive crowds. And I think Joe Biden, too. Joe Biden is part of this whole crowd. Don't think that Joe Biden isn't obligated to Barack Obama and the Clintons as well. And if they say, hey, look, we're going to let Bernie run with it. We think Bernie's the best chance, um, you know, of, of, of unseating Donald Trump, of getting Trump out of the White House. If they, cause it's, it's by committee. You know, it's by committee. It's not like the Republican Party in 2016 where Donald Trump said, screw all y'all. You don't know what you're doing. You can't get your stuff together. You have no shot at this. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to tell, tell you exactly what we need to do. I'm going to appeal to the base and I'm going to become the president of the United States. It's not like that. It's not really typically like that on the Republican side either, but on the Democratic side, it's by committee. You've got the powerhouse people. You've got the the, the the tribal elders, if you will. You've got the ones who sit at the head of the table and they call the shots. And they say, here's who's going to get the support and here's gonna, who's going to get our help. And here's who's going to get our money. And whoever that is, is the most likely person to become candidate. And that could be one of the big reasons why Joe Biden is not yet in this race because Joe Biden may not have been blessed by the upper sanctum of the Democratic committee of all the big wig Democrats and the party elders and the George Soros's who write all the checks. They may be looking at Joe Biden going, mm, meh. you know, can Joe Biden get 12,000 people in New York City? Will Joe Biden get up there and talk smack about Donald Trump in his backyard? Bernie Sanders will. Now, it is true. I did not have a father who gave me millions of dollars to build luxury skyscrapers, Scrapers. casinos, and country clubs. I did not come from a family that gave me a $200,000 allowance every year beginning at the age of three. I'll tell you what, Bernie Sanders has, I think now, like he was Bernie Sanders before, but I think now he is doing the impression uh, that Saturday Night Live that uh, what's his name on Saturday Night Live did uh, the guy from um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I feel oh, D Larry David. I feel like Bernie Sanders is now pretending to be Larry David being Bernie Sanders because his accent is thicker. His his demeanor and his personality are much more pronounced. I don't know, that's just personally my opinion. I feel like he was watching Larry David going, you know what? I should be more like that instead of just like who I am. <laughs> and because I, I feel I, that's just my personal, like I said, um, something that I noticed. Uh, personally, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. There's not a lot of women out there right now who are as prominent in the political parties as the guys running. But eventually, some woman is going to come to power and some woman is going to step up and be able to take all the electoral votes. Wasn't Hillary Clinton. She's going to be able to come up and say, I'm going to be the next president of the United States and be right about it. It's just a matter of time. 855-765-1045. Who do you think it's going to be? It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. You're now listening to the Mark K Radio Show. 
the next two hours, he's going to tell you everything you need to know. He loves to joke and laugh and sing, and to your gay joy, he will bring. So sit back and smile. Don't touch that dial, because it's the Marquee Radio Show. Wow, I was pretty... <laughs> Sign that guy up. Get him a t-shirt or something. I was really... I was, I was really, that's better than the stuff we write here. Uh, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Star, star, nine, five, or one, oh, four, five, or eight, five, five, seven, six, five, uh, one, oh, four, five. If you, if you want to get, if you want to get through, uh, we're talking a little bit about who the first female president of the United States is going to be. Is it going to be one of these Democrats? Is it going to be Kamala Harris? Probably not. Is it going to be, uh, Amy Klobuchar? I doubt it. Is it going to be Elizabeth Warren? I mean, that would just be shocking to me. Are there any Republican women who maybe not in four years, but maybe eight or 12 have a legitimate shot? I like Ivanka Trump. I feel like Ivanka Trump is the front runner. Mark, you just hit the nail on the head. Ivanka Trump will be the first female president. A lot of, a lot of people like Nikki Haley. They like uh, they like uh, Condoleezza Rice, although I feel like the longer that those two are out of the public eye. Well, you know what? It may actually be better for them. It may actually be better. Who else? Sarah Huckabee Sanders in 2024. She probably doesn't want the job, but I think she'd be great at it. A thousand percent agree she doesn't want that job. I think it would be Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Roseanne. See, Roseanne Barr's latest. Roseanne Barr was on the Candace Owens show. I believe they published it yesterday. I haven't heard it yet, but I read uh, an article about it where she called the founder. Where is it? Uh, oh, let me pull it up here. She found uh, Roseanne Barr. She called the founders of the Me Too movements hoes. She said, I know a hoe when I see one. And then she called... Uh, she said Senator Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom. <laughs> We're going to have to we'll have to pull audio of that. Uh, pull audio for, of that for tomorrow. Joyce in Jacksonville. How are you, Joyce? Hey, how are you, Mark? Hey, doing great, man. Happy Monday. Who do you think would hey, be happy a... Happy Monday, you. Thank you. Who do you think would be a great choice for the first female president of the United States? Who do you think's got the uh, the edge? I think Tommy Laren needs to go for presidency. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> like maybe, maybe like 20 years. She's like 25, isn't she? 25 or 26? I don't know, but she'd be good. She could piss off some Democrats and everybody else and the liberals. I'll tell you what, man. If She she would be an uproar if she ever took any kind of public office. Um, I think she's having way too much fun in the private sector, though. And that's the other thing, too. A lot of these prominent Republicans, and Rush says this all the time, you'll hear him say, oh, I don't want to take the pay cut or I'd lose a lot of influence. And it happens to be true, especially in the media. If you're a media powerhouse on the right, you cannot risk that. You cannot. If you're Tommy Laren and you've got a platform where you can you can get out there and educate people and teach people about true conservatism and and be a role model for women in the Republican Party and and men also for uh, in the Republican Party. If you're a, if you're a Rush Limbaugh or a Sean Hannity or any of these other people, if you're I'm trying to think that there's really very few. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. But you're not going to give up that platform to become a politician because you lose. I would say the majority of your power, you lose what makes you uh, so enticing and so so attractive to your party in the first place. 855-765-1045. Dwight in Fleming Island. How are you, Dwight? I'm good, thanks. Oh, good. What do you think? Well, I think uh, Rice would be an excellent candidate. You think you like Condoleezza Rice, too? Yes. Now, what is it about Condoleezza Rice? Because a lot of people probably, you know, they need a refresher on who she is. She was, uh, she was. I, I remember right under Bush, she worked in what was it? She was. Um, uh, what am I? I'm, I'm missing her exact title, but it was like security chief. Yeah, I, I've forgotten her title too, but uh, you know, she's very smart, very intelligent. Yeah, national uh, security director. That's it. She came in and she gave the briefing every day. 
Yeah, and very articulate, and I just think uh, she understands the country and would make an excellent candidate. Well, we'll see if she's interested. I don't even know what she's doing right now. Um, you know, we'll see what happens and if that becomes a possibility. Uh, but but it's interesting when you think about when you think about people who truly legitimately could run for office and win. When you think about those kind of people, they, I mean, first of all, the scope has really changed in the last four years. With Donald Trump winning the presidency, I think it blew the the lid wide open. I blew the doors off of it. And when you look at the last presidential election where you had so many Republicans, that's the other thing, too. The number of people that are that are wanting the job and willing to risk it all and willing to spend the money. I don't know if there's just more money out there for everybody or if they just feel like I don't know if it's just such a if it's just such a career advancing uh, you know proposition to go out there. And run. I mean, look, even Herman Cain, Herman Cain was a radio host in Atlanta. He went out, he ran for president. All of a sudden he was a nationally syndicated radio host. Fox News everywhere you go. That's not why he did it. He did it because he legitimately wanted to change politics. He wanted to bring nine, nine, nine to the masses. And it didn't work out that way. Unfortunately, but it helped his career and and pretty much anybody who runs for office and anyone who runs for president and comes close, it enhances their career, except, of course, for Martin O'Malley, who has disappeared. <laughs> nobody's nobody's heard from him either. But I mean, look at all the look at all the Republican candidates who are still out there. I mean, Ted Cruz, of course, is still a senator. So is Marco Rubio. But they're known. They're widely known on a national scale. You think that you think that Beto O'Rourke or Beto O'Rourke or, or whatever you want to call him, you think that guy raised sixty million dollars in Texas alone? No, he did it because he was running against Ted Cruz, and so many people internationally knew Ted Cruz as a horrible Republican candidate for president. They knew him as Lion Ted because Donald Trump made him famous for that. That's why Beto O'Rourke was able to generate so much money because Ted Cruz is an international political superstar. If you think about it, if you think about, uh, you know, even Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio probably has more clout and, and more uh, more power now in, in, in South Florida, especially, but also nationwide because he ran for president. Rand Paul. Everybody knows who ran. I mean, that guy's in the that guy's been in the news forever. Even Chris Christie. Chris Christie was what he was. He's still making headlines. He was on he was on the Stephen Colbert show doing tequila shots two weeks ago. Chris Christie, he could have just gone away and done nothing. But he, because of the run for presidency, he is, he stuck it in. And I believe that's probably why you have 13, 14, what are we up to? 15 Democrats now running for president. Half of them know they're not going to win. They don't care about not winning. They just want to be known. Troy, how you doing, Troy? Thanks Yo. so much for calling the Marcation. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Uh, I believe that Nikki Haley will come back after Donald Trump gets his second term under his belt. Yeah. She'll be the one that'll come back and dethrone everyone and become the first woman president. It's interesting to me what the whole Nikki Haley thing, because I know she said she wanted to go be with her family. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, she she sees the writing on the wall, which, you know, it happens anytime somebody leaves the Trump White House. It may be true. She has she's become so popular so quickly and as she, you know, people, I know that she argued openly with the president on a couple of things, and it, it seemed to work out to her benefit. Uh, but she's definitely a, a super popular and powerful person when, in the Republican Party. That's a lot of Pete. That's tough to say, by the way. Jack in Sugar Hills, how you doing, Jack? Hey, how are you? Hey, we're, uh, hey, we're good. To, I wanted to make a recommendation for female presidential candidate. Hey, who do you like? Well, the two of them, Judge Janine Pirro, for sure, she is absolutely <laughs> capable of handling anybody. And then Sarah Palin. Uh, I think 
both of them would do a good yeah. job. And mostly, <laughs> mostly Judge Janine. Man, I'll tell you, you picked two polar opposites. <laughs> you picked, well, no, no, wait. Why do you say uh, polar opposites? Well, because one of them lives at the pole. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Palin and Judge Janine Pirro, I'm not talking about politically. I'm talking about just their personalities. I mean, well, Judge... I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. One of them is more, more polite than the other, but I think they're both incredibly self-confident, and I think they would uh, be able to hold their own with world leaders. That's mostly what I'm thinking about. But Judge Janine Pirro, without a doubt, holds the upper hand there. She is, God, she is tough. She reminds me, as far as competence, of uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, she scares me. I'm going to be honest with you. I've I've talked to her a couple times, and she, uh, she she's a little scary. But I think definitely somebody that could that could do the job. Okay, so we've named pretty. I think I can't. I, are there any conservative women we're missing out on? We've named, of course, Ivanka Trump, uh, Liz Cheney, not Lynn Cheney, Liz Cheney, because Lynn Cheney's you know one foot in. Uh, what else we've named? Uh, Condoleezza Rice several times. Nikki Haley, Judge Jeanine Pirro, Tommy Laren. Uh, yeah, nobody's called in with Dana Lash yet. Oh, you know what I'm waiting for? Diamond and Silk. What about them? Nobody's. They're they're the only ones I can think that are that no one's named yet. Diamond and Silk, and they should both be president because they're like a package deal. Like you have to vote for Diamond and Silk, and then they go in there and, and you know Diamond talks and Silk just goes, mm-hmm, that's right, girl, in the back like during the State of the Union. I would love. I guess I guess Silk could just be vice president, and that would have the same effect. Eight five five seven six five. 1045 is the number, 855-765-1045. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. He is making Jacksonville great again. You are listening to the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. That's very sweet. I don't know if I'm making Jacksonville great again. I'm not, I can't make it any worse, though. Uh, let's just be, let's just, you know, let's just be honest. 855-765-1045. Nick in Jacksonville. How you doing, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, Mark, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Oh, fantastic. Hey, listen, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice was Secretary of State under George W., and a couple of things. One, she's, one, she, uh, she's a person of color, and she's probably, hands down, the best candidate, man or woman, that we could have for president. She's a, just a smart lady. Wasn't she? She was National Security Advisor, though, too, right? I feel like that's where she really got a name she, for herself. No, no, she had it, made her name as Secretary of State. Oh, all right. And, and then I think she went from National Security Advisor to uh, Secretary of State. Yeah, she was good. That's what I was thinking. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, there is a whole underground uh, group of people that, like, love Condoleezza Rice and definitely want to see her um, do more, and maybe she will. Ben from Orange Park, how are you? Great show, Mark. Oh, Once thanks, again. Ben. I appreciate it. Uh, what would you want to say, Ben? Bringing to your attention a person that's uh, not as well-known at this point, but give it another four years, six years, actually, when Trump gets reelected. Candace Owen from Turning Point USA. She's articulate. She's a person of color. She is very intelligent. She has a tremendous uh, photogenic appearance on television, which is key critical. You mean she's and hot. She's I, now, I, you can just say she's hot. That's fine. Uh, Candace Owen, uh, a lot. She's don't even wait six years. This Roseanne Barr interview is making her. I mean, she was she was getting a name for herself in the uh, community, in the Republican community already, because Kanye West tweeted out some of her yeah. YouTube videos. And that I mean, yeah, that put her on the yeah. map. She started getting trolled by all sorts of Democrats. She started getting trolled. She was called the worst things in the entire world. But one tweet from Kanye West changed her career. Now she's got a, a, a podcast and a show, the Candace Owen show, and she just interviewed Roseanne Barr, 
who said that, uh, what is it, the Me Too founders were a bunch of hoes and said that Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom and called her Kama Sutra Harris. So Candace Owen is continuing her rocket uh, rocket ride to stardom. As we see, the other Josh just wrote me and said, we need to get Kanye West to tweet out about our show. And that's a, that's a great idea. We need to figure out a way to create. We'll need, we need to like write a song or do a video or do some segment about Kanye West being president. I know we'll figure something out to get his attention and then uh, then we'll tweet it out and we'll see. Um, we'll see what we can. Maybe we can get. But see, and again, it that all falls into the problem. The problem is that all of these people, again, are media sensations who are powerful media people. Candace Owen, she's she's just now coming into her own by the end of Donald Trump's uh, second term and by definitely the end of the election. Think about this in 2020 in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where the next that's where the next Republican National Convention is being held in Charlotte, North Carolina. You're going to have a conglomeration of 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 these up and coming superstars of conservative media. Tommy Laren will be there. You're going to have Diamond and Silk there again. You're going to have Candace Owen there again. You're going to have every every radio host like me who wants to, you know, uh who who wants to like push forward this 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 you know, conservative agenda and make America great again. Everyone's going to be there. And it's going to be the kind of the kind of consensus of 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 conservative media like we've never seen before. It's going to be I'm super excited. I should probably book a hotel room so that I don't have to stay, you know, so I don't have to like stay in South Carolina like last time. But it's going to be super exciting. And the problem is when you get somebody on the Republican side in media who has a following, who has a voice, who has who has an audience, who has power, you don't want them to give it up. The last thing you want them to do is waste all of that talent and effort and goodwill and popularity in office. Ugh. Yeah. That's like the worst. That's like the worst job in the world. I'd much rather do this. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Listen, we got to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow. God knows what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully uh, something just as exciting as this. Anyway, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh. They're coming up next on News one hundred four point five WOKV. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.